unfolding around them. There was confusion about precisely which supplies had been received and in what quantities. There was also a lack of coordination among aid agencies and other entities about which people and areas to prioritize and how to overcome this logistical nightmare. This initial lack of coordination, in turn, left Haiti's earthquake victims, already among the poorest people in the world, utterly destitute, without food, water, or clothing, separated from their loved ones, and many in desperate need of medical attention. Yet out of the rubble, and in the face of tremendous suffering, came a powerful story of how an ad hoc team of volunteers from around the world came together to concoct an information management solution that far surpassed anything the official crisis response team had mustered including the world's largest emergency relief organizations, the U.S. State Department, and even the U.S. Army. At the heart of the volunteer effort was a small Kenyan-born organization called Yushahidi, whose crisis mapping site allows users to submit eyewitness accounts or other relevant information in a disaster situation via email, text, or Twitter and then visualize the frequency and distribution of these events on a map. Ori Okolo, a prominent Kenyan lawyer and blogger, first came up with the idea in 2008, when violence erupted in the aftermath of Kenya's disputed election. After hearing many disturbing reports of rape, looting, and murder from friends and family across the country, She suspected that the government and the official news agencies were grossly under-reporting the violence. The proof came when her own vivid reporting on her blog, Kenyan Pundit, triggered a flood of emails and texts from hundreds of Kenyans who had witnessed or experienced violence firsthand. The volume of reports soon overwhelmed Okolo's ability to authenticate and document them using her blog so she sketched out the basic parameters of an internet mapping solution, and with the help of some fellow Kenyan technology whizzes, built the Yushahidi platform over a long weekend. Within hours of its launch, the site was collecting user-generated cell phone reports of riots, stranded refugees, rapes, and deaths, and plotting them on a map, using the information supplied by informants. For the first time, interested parties could see at a glance which areas of the country were experiencing trouble. Indeed, the site collected more testimony with greater speed and broader reach than the media or the local officials. Except in Yushahidi's case, there was a big difference. Okolo didn't have government grants, official mandates, formal command structures, or elaborate communication protocols. Just a loose group of committed individuals, under effective grassroots leadership, harnessing rudimentary open-source technologies to help those in need. When disaster struck Haiti two years later, Yushahidi's director of crisis mapping, Patrick Meyer, sprang into action. Meyer had been enjoying a quiet evening watching the news at his home in Boston. It was 7 p.m. when he first learned about the earthquake. By 7.20, he'd contacted a colleague in Atlanta. By 7.40, the
the two were setting up a dedicated site for Haiti on the Ushahidi platform. By eight, they were gathering intelligence from everywhere in a global effort to crowdsource assistance for Haiti. Since the majority of incoming text messages were in Creole, they needed a translation service. And since most reports lacked sufficient location details, they needed a way to quickly identify the GPS coordinates so that incidents could be mapped as accurately as possible. So Meyer reached out to dozens of Haitian communities for help, including the large diaspora in Boston. Soon, hundreds of volunteers around the world were using Ushahidi Haiti to translate, categorize, and geolocate urgent life-and-death text messages in real time. Many of the volunteers spent weeks on end on their laptops in a dimly lit school basement in Boston that Meyer converted into a makeshift situation.